It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This is the Reds Hot Stove League. The Reds, the Reds Hot Stove League is brought to you by Holy Grail Banks and Santo Grom. Proud sponsors of the Reds Hot Stove League. Lichens Energy Solutions. Powered by Light. JTM. Let's create great dishes together. MSA Architects. And by Document Destruction. The official document shredding vendor of the Reds. The Reds Hot Stove League is also brought to you by... And a pleasant good evening, everyone, here at the Holy Grail Banks. We got a great crowd on hand tonight for the first Hot Stove League program of the offseason. I'm Marty Brenneman. He's Tom Brenneman. Hello How are you there. doing? How are you? If I was any better, I'd be twins. I've heard that line before. I know you have. Yes. It's a little tired, isn't it? Very tired. <laughs> we welcome everybody here tonight. Uh, this is uh, the original radio talk show, in case you don't know, all about baseball. This thing has been going on since Abner Doubleday used to come over to my house and eat fried chicken, and <laughs> it will continue ad nauseum from now until the end of time. We traditionally kick this first show off with a bang, and tonight is no exception because we have the chief operating officer of the ball club with us to talk about some big events coming up. That, of course, would be Phil Castellini. Phil, how are you doing, guys? How are you doing? Well, Marty, if you were twins, one of you'd be sitting on my lap. I don't know how good would that I'd be. <laughs> that would be good. That would not work. That would not work. It, it, as I say, it's a tradition, one, to have you here on the first show, and that goes hand in glove with the reason why you're here, and that's to talk about a big event that will be upon us at the Duke Energy Convention Center in less than a month. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, everybody always asks me how the off season is, and I tell them I'll, I'll let them know when I find one. Because it seems that we, we try to go 12 months with our baseball season here in Cincinnati. And Reds Fest is really that first thing that bridges us between the two seasons. So Friday, December 2nd, Saturday the 3rd, uh, I think the finest fan fest in all of sport, not just baseball. And, and that's due to the fans that come and support that and our sponsors. So we're looking forward to another great year at Reds Fest. And, you know, the thing that, that always never ceases to amaze me, and I say it every year when we walk out, of the Duke Energy Convention Center after the last event is staged, it can never get better. And you people, uh, you and those who work under you and, and, and striving for new things every year are able to do that. And uh, the, one of the new big events this year is the Reds Fest Bingo. Yeah, there's no question. You know, we lost a great uh, partner in Rick Steiner. Uh, recently, and he's the guy that really helped us put that poker program on the map, right. and that's been a great thing for us. So we we're looking at adding something Friday night, and so uh, bingo is what's come up. And as a matter of fact, the uh, Reds Community Fund staff and myself, right after this, 
are going out to Mount Healthy to uh, one of the big bingo halls nice. and check that out so we know what we're getting ourselves into. But a uh, gambling going we're, on. we're excited about that, <laughs> and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun Friday night with that. Uh, you mentioned the dates, uh, Friday, December 2nd, uh, Saturday, December 3rd. Uh, Reds, uh, Fox Sports Ohio Red Fest, get the plug-in, presented by PNC Bank. Uh, it'll go from uh, two, uh, 3 to 10.30 on Friday. It'll go from uh, 11 a.m. until 6.30 p.m. on Saturday. And, of course, that does not include the poker tournament. That is the thing that really wraps up the entire weekend. Yeah, you know, the poker tournament um, is on Saturday uh, starts in the afternoon, and that thing every year goes till you know, as you know, Marty, you're there usually. I mean, yep. it's 12, uh, 1 in the morning sometimes. Uh, the bingo will be a little more condensed from 6 to 9. We'll play 18 different games, big cash prizes, especially the last two games will be uh, $1,000 each. Uh, so it's, it's real money. It's real fun. I'm going to be calling some games. I think my boy Tom might call some games up there, uh, as well as some players. We're going to have a lot of fun and, and just another twist on a great uh, two-day event. You know, the, the thing that, that I always love so much, my dad started to talk a little bit about it, and I'm just kind of curious for the inner workings. When you're going to put this thing together every year, and I'm sure you started talking about a lot of these ideas and different things you might come up with quite some time ago because we're, you know, knocking on the door less than a month away now from Reds Fest. But, you know, for the young people, what you've done for kids to come there. All the adults, I think we've all agreed universally for years. You can come down there, see some of the old-timers. You can see the current players. I think over 80 former and current players are going to be there. But the stuff for the kids, you know, you have young kids, I have young kids. When they come down there, it is incredible the amount of activity that's available for them to do. And you're not standing in line for an hour, an hour and a half to do some of that Well, there's, there's no question. And we very intentionally a couple of years ago expanded onto the upper yep. levels of the convention center. And uh, not only for – we've got a really cool season ticket holder lounge uh, on the second floor. And then you move all the way up and you've also got all the kids interactives. And we've got some great partners helping us put that on. So there's all kinds of things to do. We've really spread it out. Uh, among the whole Duke Energy Convention Center, and that really helps free up the lower level for those autograph seekers. And the main mm-hmm. stage is, as you know, cranking all weekend long. And, you know, these aren't just uh, – you know, these, these are the iconic players of the current team as well as a bunch of veterans. So Joey, Brandon, Zach Cozart, Billy Hamilton, Adam Duvall will all be there, as you said, over 80 players and coaches and all. Um, and, and it's uh, it, it's a big production. We've got a great group of people that puts it on. The Hall of Fame does a heck of yep. a Roadshow that they put on over there as well. So lots to do, and regardless of weather, a uh, beautiful venue to host the event. All right, now talk about uh, where folks can get tickets. Uh, I'm sure they're available right now as we Yeah, speak. absolutely. Reds.com, a two-day tickets, 25 for adults, uh, $12 for kids, 12 and under. One-day tickets are 17 and 7 for the kids. Um, and there's also going to be, as you know, there's always a cool giveaway. We've got a drawstring bag this year. We've got some cool Reds-branded socks. You know, the, the fashion sock is, is the thing of today, and so we're, we're bringing that to Reds Fest, and that's part of the giveaway this year uh, at the door, so everybody gets something to come on top of all the activations and activities there. Well, and it should be noted, too, that, that every year, you and you've continued the program this year, that if you buy a two-day Reds Fest ticket, you also then get two free tickets to a game against the Philadelphia Phillies on Wednesday, April the 5th. That's that first week of the season. So, you know, in essence, you're spending 25 bucks. You're getting two tickets to a ball game. You're getting two days at the Reds Fest. So, you know, if you're looking, and we all are, on how to stretch, you know, your, your dollars here and there, then that's certainly a place to start. Yeah, and we've done, we've done more to provide, like, some uh, gift ideas for Christmas, too. So there's some ticket packages and, and neat things that you can buy for stocking stuffers and gifts for the family at Reds Fest. There's a great trade so associated with it, our game-used 
Uh, merchandise will be there. Delaware North there with a great uh, merchandise booth with our, you know, apparel as well. So it, it's a it's a great show. It's very entertaining, and and uh, we hope we get some big crowds this year. We we, we uh, work hard to put on a good show, and we love to see the the house full for that day and a half. And I think that's the thing, Dad. Not to jump in, but I think that's the thing. The bottom line is, even though the team on the field wasn't what all of us would hope it to be, the bottom line is we're going in that direction. But this event never changes. I mean, this is as good as it gets. Yeah, and, and it's it's look, we've always been fan focused. And we're going to go through cycles on the field. We've had a pretty good run, uh, and, yep. and we're in the process of getting back to having a pretty good run. But we're not going to turn the engines off on the marketing side and the fan-focused, having fun, family-focused environment. We're, we're not not only are we not going backwards with the Red Fest, we're taking it to the next level, and that's what we'll continue to do. Let's fast forward to June 17th. Uh, I'm sure all the fans knew this was coming when he was inducted into the Reds Hall of Fame last uh, last season. And that is a Pete Rose statue that's going to be unveiled right across the street. Yeah, and it's kind of fun to watch this evolve. You know, it's uh, so we all we all sat on out in front of the breezeway there, um, you know, less than ten years ago, and and, and uh, Johnny Bench unveiled that first statue and said, "This is the first of, of you know, what he called the Big Four, the Great right. Eight. And so here we are, you know, some eight years later, and and finally seeing Pete. And and if you saw the news on Channel 12 uh, not too long ago. Of course, it's the head first uh, slide. It's the statue. Uh, it's going to be right here bef- between Tony and Joe, right in front of the ballpark. Uh, Pete's coming home. We brought him home last year in the hall. We're bringing him home in the form of this really cool statue right in front of Great American. We couldn't be more pleased. And that's uh, June 17th. Uh, and, it, you know, of course, we'll make a big weekend out of that. Mm-hmm. But we're really excited. And Tom Tashia, again, another masterpiece. Oh, boy. He, he's had some GE engineers helping him with the, the frame. We had to have a frame structure because he's literally going to be hovering over the ground with the exception of just his hands touching. So there's been a lot of science gone behind it. He's in the model stage right now. The thing looks <laughs> really, really cool, and I couldn't be more excited. I'm sure we'll be talking more and more about that as uh, the off season progresses and uh, as we get toward the uh, the new year and heading toward the beginning of spring training we'll have you back again I'm sure to talk about some of the big events that fans can look forward to as far as the 2017 season absolutely and of course we'll be working on stuff in the projects and next in the ballpark uh, so next time I, I, I talk to you guys here and our, and our fans on the hot stove will tell them a little about what they can expect to see in great American but for now let's get pumped up about Reds fest the second yep. and third of December you guys have a great night. We look forward to it. All Thanks, right. Phil. Thanks, Thank Phil. You guys. Phil Castellini, the COO of the Cincinnati Reds. And, again, mark the dates down, Friday, December 2nd, and Saturday, December the 3rd. And circle that June 17th date on your calendar when they unveil the, the Pete Rose statue right across the street at Great American Ballpark. When we come back, uh, if you have questions, we'll do our level best to answer them. If we have to resort to going to the telephones to answer questions, we will also do that. Do I have the numbers? 749-7000-1800, the big one, 843-2441. We thank, uh, thank Jimmy Mooring and all the folks here at, mm-hmm. at the Holy Grail Banks. Uh, can't imagine ever going back inside a studio to do this program again. Uh, they treat us so well here, and I think all of you folks enjoy coming down for an hour or two on Tuesday nights, which, by the way, uh, this is what you had one of two Wednesday night programs that we'll do uh, during the course of uh, this Reds uh, Fest, uh, this uh, Hot Stove League season. After tonight, we'll be on our regular night on Tuesday night, and we'll alert you to when the next Wednesday night program is coming. No, next week is Wednesday night. That's what I said. Next oh, I'm week sorry, is Wednesday. I'm sorry. I'm I didn't sorry. say that. 
All right, that's what he said. All right, get you straightened out in the right place. I know it. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League live from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Reds Hot Stove League at the Holy Grail Banks. Boy, we got a great crowd here tonight. We really do. You know, you made the point a minute ago right before we went to break. For years and years and years, you and Joe, and even going back before the two of you started together working as a team. Correct. And uh, in recent years, until about, what, three years ago, yeah. when, uh, you know, Joe Zerhusen and Bill Reinberger and all the guys put the whole thing together about starting to do the show from here. Well, don't give Zerhusen any credit, please. It goes to his head. Joe Z works very hard. He's the voice of the Reds. Morning, noon, and night. Uh, public address announcer of the Reds. He's he's sitting back there in the peanut gallery with a guy who is celebrating his 60th birthday yes. today. Danny Lewis. Happy birthday, Danny. Happy happy number 60, Dan. Well, he looks good for 60. I tell you, I knew him in the old days in Mount Adams, and I mean dog years. He's got to be about 80. Well, he, sometimes he looks beat up, and that's a result well, of spending all that time up in Mount Adams right. when he was a young man. That's right. That's true. That's exactly right. He's he and second, I have that in common. He might be the second oldest guy in this room next to me. Yeah, well. 60 is 60, you man. You said it. <laughs> I know it. We, uh, we have one question. Anybody who might have a question that wants to pose it to either Tom or myself or both of us, you can line up right over here. And we'll do our level best. Otherwise, we're going to be going to the phones in short order. Yes, sir. Yeah, this, this is Stephen from Price Hill. It certainly is, Stephen. I want to th- I thank uh, It's always a pleasure to talk to you, Marty, a Hall of Famer thank you. Uh, for the, uh, the Reds. Uh, our main question is, now that the World Series is wrapped up, what is the one thing that the Reds need to do? I know there's a multiple things we need to do to get us to the point where we're the Cubs. What uh, what what would you what's the thing that you would focus in on this year? I always go back to the, really, you know, when you look at the nice run we had over here up until the last you know two years, really, it was all about pitching. And I know people get tired of hearing it, but you look at the Cubs this year, even when they fell behind three games to one in the World Series, their pitching and they did hit the ball finally the last three games. But their pitching was just incredible the last three games. Guys in the bullpen coming in, whatever it might be. So, you know, went over across the street here. when We had Johnny Cueto and Matt Latos and Homer Bailey and Mike Leak, and that was your starting rotation. You were winning a lot of ball games. Yep. So at the end of the day, you got to hope a lot of these young guys, and we're very excited about what they might be able to do in the very, very near future. So you'd like to think that that group comes together collectively at the same time. And then, you know, Dad, I think you're off and running. Yeah, it all starts with pitching. I don't, I don't care what else you have, uh, and, and I don't think the Cubs is uh, – I don't think that's a fair team to deal with because uh, when you're trying to make comparisons, the Cubs are going to be around for a long time. I mean, let's face it now. When you go through their lineup, the only place that they have any veterans at all, and they number two, are John Lackey and John Lester. The rest of the rotation is relatively young, and you go around the ball club, and they don't have an old guy in that lineup. You're right, but I will say this. If for some reason it's a rapid fall for Lester and Lackey, oh, that's, that's a, a whole year. different team now. That's because right. Because I don't think, you know, the Kendricks kid can come back and have another year like he had. I mean, maybe he can. I don't know. And I, I think it's safe to say, though we don't know it for sure, I'd be very surprised if Aroldis Chapman is closing games there next season. No, I think he's going to be closing games for the New York yes, Yankees I'm next with you. season. Yeah. I'm with you. But 
They also have bottomless pockets that are going to get yes. deeper and deeper and deeper. That's the true. Cubs are. Yep. But it's a nice team to shoot at when you're trying to get back into the hunt and be an impact player. But it all, as Tom says, Stephen, starts with pitching. Nick? How you doing, Marty? I'm all right, pal. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, my question is, with the uh, announcement on Monday that the uh, Ford Frick uh, nominees, what can you say about uh, how they come up with that list and there wasn't Joe on it? And, I mean, who can possibly have the kind of resume that he has available? And what does it mean for his chances going forward? Well, I, Joe is not a part of that group anymore, I don't think. They have three different groups now that that, that – they will be dealing with a different era of people every year. It's a, it's a totally different deal. The guys that are on that list now are guys that were determined by a blue ribbon panel of uh, uh, different guys. Bob Costas is on that panel. Uh, what's the guy's name that wrote the? Uh, Kurt Smith. Kurt Smith. Kurt Smith is another one of those uh, members of that group and some current big league announcers. And they come up with a list. Uh, there are eight guys on that list. All are current Major League Baseball broadcasters. I don't have the list with me. Uh, in fact, I talked to the guy in Cooperstown yesterday because I'm not going to be around uh, next week when that all that material is sent to me to vote. So they're going to forward that information all to, uh, to my, at my place in Florida. So I'll be able to get through it and get it back to them by the deadline at the end of the month. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Pat Hughes is on that list. Mm. Uh, uh, what's the guy's name with the uh, White Sox? Ken uh, Kenny Harrelson is on that list. And uh, there's some other, uh, Jacques Doucette, who was a broadcaster with the Montreal Expos for years. He's on that list. There are eight of them. Uh, and that's going to be it because they used to have, they would pick eight and then fans would be able to pick two more. That was a bad idea. And they eliminated that. So now we'll have to determine which of the eight will be the guy that receives a Frick Award. Uh, during the baseball winter meetings. Do we need to go to a break yet? Yet? Okay, one more question. Yes, sir. Hi, Tony. Hi. How you doing? Good. From Bryce Hill. Uh, I was wondering if, uh, do you think it is Devin Mezzarocco's job to lose, or will Tucker be the starter this year? Oh, it's Devin Mezzarocco's job. Now, the first and foremost, number one question, obviously, is he going to physically be ready? They've been very encouraged in watching him. Uh, get his body ready for potentially, you know, going back to catch five, six days a week this year. But it is his job to lose at the start of the year, and they're very confident he's going to be ready to go. We are at the uh, so-called halfway point of this first hot stove league show of the offseason. We'll return with more of your questions. We've got Bill from Indiana, Carlton from Springfield standing by on the phone. The Red Hot Stove League back live from the Holy Grail Banks presented, of course, by Budweiser. The Reds Holiday Gift Pack is on sale right now as we welcome you back to the Holy Grail Banks. It starts at only $40. The gift pack includes four ticket credits, good towards any combination of games next season. Plus, you get a new limited edition Reds Nutcracker. Purchase your Reds Holiday Gift Pack now at the Reds Kiosk located in Kenwood Town Center and Florence Mall or at Reds.com slash holiday. Some restrictions apply. We got a question, don't we? Yes. I wanted to know, what are your thoughts about the 2017 outfield, and how does Jesse Winkler fit in? It's a very, very good question. In fact, uh, it's a great question, as a matter of fact. You know, I, I think part of the Reds' game plan ultimately is, and, and I find this to be fascinating because you and I, Dad, have talked about this for years. I've always been a big fan of this. 
And the Cubs have almost taken it to a whole new level. And I think the Reds are looking to embrace some of this moving forward to this year. And you start with the outfield. You know, the Cubs, you see guys like Zobrist and Baez and, and Chris Bryant and all these guys playing all over the field, capable of playing multiple positions. I think the Reds look at their team this year as being that kind of a team. I think they see Adam Duvall can come in and play third base. He can move over and play first base if you want to give Votto a day off. I think they look at the same thing with Jesse in, in the thing where he could be a corner outfielder. He's capable of playing a little bit of infield if you wanted him to do that. So I think you're going to see at the start of the year, you know, Shebler showed you some signs at least the second half of the season that maybe he can become the kind of player that they hope he can become. But, you know, Winker's going to be a part of that mix. We know Billy Hamilton's going to be the everyday center fielder. But, you know, out in left field, you know, I think you're going to see Duvall moving around quite a bit. And, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how that whole thing ultimately plays out because I don't think the Reds look at themselves as having three guys that you put out there every single day like a lot of other teams sort of try for in Major League Baseball. I, I don't think there's any question about that. The Cubs have pretty much set the pace for having guys playing multiple positions, and that's a good thing because, uh, you know, if you're a player that's, that's in the hunt, you want to have players that are relatively fresh by the time you go into the month of September rather than having guys who have played virtually every day uh, since the season opens in early April. And uh, I, I agree. As far as Jesse Winker is concerned, I think Jesse Winker needs to show a little bit more power than he has shown uh, in order to get the kind of playing time he wants to get because the corner outfielders right now on this club in Duval, who hit 30-plus home runs, and Shebler, who I think is very capable of hitting 25 or more if he plays every day, they have power. And uh, Winker is more of a line drive hitter, albeit a, a better average hitter than probably those two guys. And a high on-base percentage yes, guy. Yes, Very, very good. So, But he, he definitely is going to figure into the plans for this club come next spring. Thank you, dear. Yes, ma'am. What are your thoughts on Homer Bailey? How much longer do we have him, and what are your thoughts on him, and when is he going to come around? Well, the first order of business, he's got to stay healthy because it seems like he's injured every 14 seconds. Um, he's got to stay healthy in order to be the kind of pitcher that warranted being given a, what, six- or seven-year contract to begin with. Reds have really not gotten a great return off that deal. Um, and, and I don't... You know, I'm still a little bit baffled by uh, the fact that he did not pitch any in the month of September. Mm -hmm. uh, that disappointed me an awful lot. Uh, and I think that was his call. That was not Brian Price's call. Uh, that was not Ted Powers' call. That was Homer Bailey's call. Uh, next spring will be very, very important. And never has there been a time when they need a veteran big game pitcher uh, like Homer Bailey can be then they're going to need next spring to go along with Dan Straley and Anthony DeSclafani and, and whoever else is in this club. Brandon Finnegan is in this team's rotation. Right now, Tom, it seems like they're going to have one spot in that rotation. Yeah, open. And, and, you know, we had a chance to sit down with, uh, with Dick Williams recently and went through some of the names. And, you know, guys like Cody Reed, you know, obviously a guy who was so good in the minor leagues, did not pitch well once he came to the big leagues, but they're still very excited about his overall ability. Uh, Robert Stevenson, different kind of boat than Reed in that, you know, he's still trying to find his way, and, and, and you wonder, is he starting to run out of time? 
Uh, I think some of the things that Delano DeShield said about Robert Stevenson last year hit the nail right on the head. And so he's got to show up this year with an open mind on how to get better. But the third guy they're very excited about is Amir Garrett. Yep. Now, this is a guy, you know, he went to AAA for the first time last year. He had some ups and downs initially, but they are really, really excited as to his potential moving into a chance to be in the rotation this coming year. Now you can have an exclusive Major League Clubhouse experience by stepping inside the Reds Clubhouse, sit in your favorite player's locker, and see where the pros get ready to play. Call the Reds Hall of Fame right now at 513-765-7923 or visit RedsMuseum.org to book your tour. We welcome your questions. We have got about 15 or so minutes, a little bit more than that, remaining in this first Hot Stove League program of the offseason. And uh, we'll continue with more from the Holy Grail Banks, across from Great American Ballpark in just a moment. We're back at the Reds' Holy Grail Banks. Uh, we're glad you're with us tonight if you're listening on uh, our flagship station and on the Reds' radio network and to all the folks who are here with us live tonight. Before we move on, I'm not going to ask for a moment of silence because he would sit back and laugh at something like that. But uh, we lost uh, uh, one of the all-time neat guys in the history of mankind uh, last Thursday when Rick Steiner, uh, one of the Reds' ownership group and one of the most noted Broadway producers in the history of the theater in New York, unexpectedly passed away. Uh, Rick was uh, a very, very dear friend of mine. Uh, it's really tragic. I mean, you think about uh, the, the truly good guys that are no longer with us. He would have been 70 years old yesterday. Uh, I, I got through the weekend in a fog because he had had open-heart surgery. Uh, I talked to him last Monday. He seemed to be coming along fine, and then he unexpectedly passed away at his home in Indian Hill on Thursday. Uh, to those who knew Rick or had experience with him, I don't need to tell you what a cool guy he was because he was every bit of that. Uh, those of us who were close to him will miss him terribly. I can tell you that. All right, question. Thank you, Marty. Can each of you project the 2017 starting pitching rotation? Tom can. Well, I, I think that, that my dad a minute ago gave you the front four pretty much for sure, barring anybody's hurt. And, you know, Homer Bailey would be the question mark as it relates to health. But he would definitely be in there if he's ready to go. Dan Straley was the ace of the staff from start to finish last year. Brandon Finnegan, I think, opened the eyes of a lot of people on this rotation. I think most people felt like going into the year that one day he was going to be moved back to the bullpen and that was going to be it, that he would be better suited. I think he proved a lot of people wrong and had a really nice full year as a starter in professional baseball last year. And then the fourth, of course, is Anthony DiSclefani. So after that... You know, you look who are the front runners. It would be the trio we mentioned a moment ago and Cody Reed, Robert Stevenson, Amir Garrett. And I tell you, Adelman's going to be a part of that somehow, mm -hmm. some way. Now, that's another guy last year that we all looked at and we kind of rolled our eyes maybe and, you know, shame on me or shame on some others for doing the same thing. That young man came up here and pitched very well for this team last year, good enough where he certainly should be getting a look, even dad, if his stuff potentially is not the stuff of the other three I just mentioned. No, uh, uh, he was impressive. The thing about him is you can let him get through that lineup twice, but you cannot run him out there for the third time. And that means that the bullpen, uh, I've said all, uh, I've said 
probably since the middle of July. The two things this team has to improve is their bullpen. And, and I, I was interesting to read a piece that Trent Rosecrans wrote the other day about the two kids that the Reds got a couple of years ago at the trade deadline for Jonathan Broxton um, from the Milwaukee Brewers, a kid named Aston and a kid named Shackelford. They're both right-handers. They're also 27 and 25 years old, respectively. So they've knocked around for a long, long time. This team has to go out and get two veteran relief pitchers that have been around the block and have a track record to go along with Michael Lorenzen and Rysel Iglesias and whoever else they want to have to make up that bullpen. Plus, they've got to go get and get some guys that can do a good job coming off the bench. They didn't have one guy coming off that bench that could hit water if he fell out of a boat. And, and they certainly didn't have anybody that could break open a game in the eighth or ninth inning with a home run. If you can't do that, then I question how much better you're going to be when the uh, uh, season opens against the Philadelphia Phillies in April. Have you ever thought for a second about how hard it is to fall out of a boat and not hit water? Yeah, that, that shows you how little offense they got out of those people coming off the bench. Yes, sir. It was nice to meet you. I was just curious as uh, listen to the greatest announcer ever in all of baseball history. Who the hell is he? Marty Brenneman. Oh, I, didn't, I don't uh, think so. We were the greatest what, announcer in the history of the game just retired. We were just curious what, what your schedule is going to be like for 2017, home games, road games. I'm going to probably do about 25 games next season. That ain't true. <laughs> I, I'll probably do about the same number of games I've done the last couple, 135 games or something like that. Okay. Uh, that will probably be about the same number of games. And even again, I get tired of looking at some of these guys. We uh, are approaching. A, some of them you work with. No, I never get tired of looking at you and Kelch and Brantley and Creepy. I no. never get tired of looking at you All guys. Right. Creepy right. would be Jeff Brantley. I mean, uh, Chris Welch, in case you didn't know. <laughs> um, we still have time for somebody to ask a couple of questions. No, we because, got some on hold, too, now. Oh, we do. Well, yeah, but we got to take a break. So. We'll take a break, and then, you know what, we'll go to the telephones when we return uh, to our first Hot Stove League program of the offseason. We are live at the Holy Grail Banks and proud of it. We'll be back in a moment. The Holy Grail Banks, Santo Graal, and Budweiser are all proud sponsors of the Reds Hot Stove League. Grab your buds for the next live Reds Hot Stove League program. It'll be right here at the Holy Grail Banks. Next Wednesday night, that's November the 16th, with specials on Bud and Bud Light Buckets. We have two phone calls. So, again, a reminder, we are next Wednesday, and the rest of the way we go on Tuesdays, outside of the night before the caravan way down the road. All right, Bill is standing by over in Indiana. Bill, how are you? Okay. How are you, Tom? Uh, nice to talk to you, Billy. How's everything? Okay. Uh, I want to ask you to ask something. Sure. All right, Billy. Is he going to do – are you going to do uh, home games and, uh, and stuff? Am I? Yeah. Yeah, I'm planning on it unless you know something I don't know. Uh, I'll probably, probably do, you know, just home games and not road game like – Oh, no, 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 no. I enjoy going on the road too much. Uh, yeah. I'm In fact, I may be the first announcer one day that announces I'm going to do half the schedule – for the following yeah. year, and all all those games will be on the road and not at home. I'll do the other half for you, and I'll do the home games. <laughs> How about uh, Brian Phillips? Do you think he'd be back next year? Oh, yeah, unless they can find somebody to trade him to, and he agrees to it. 
I hope he stays. I like him. He had a good year last year. You he know, really did. Through everything that went on last offseason and, and, and turning down, you know, allegedly a couple of trades at the end of the day, he had a nice year for He really team. did. Yep. He really did. Yep. Thank you, Billy. We appreciate your okay. call. And Tom, let's... welcome back. Thank you, Billy. You're my man. Bill Bennett from over there in Indiana. Yes, sir. He's man. a good man. Yep. Let's go to Springfield. Carlton, thanks for waiting. You're on the Red Side Stove League. How you doing, Tom? I'm all right. How you doing, big man? I'm glad to hear you, man. I'm glad to hear your voice. But I just want to ask you one thing, buddy. You know, I talked to you back in the first of the year, and I'm a Cubs fan. That's and, too uh, bad. Cubs fan, yeah. Yeah. And you said, Marty, they was going to do pretty good. But I want to ask you one question, Marty. Uh, uh, Cubans missed out for $100 million a day. Is that pretty good? How much? $100 million. What about That's it? That's a lot of money. Carlton, can I say one thing to you? Yes, sir, Marty. Go ahead. I love you, boys. You're out of here. <laughs> Carlton's gone. <laughs> Let's go to Delhi. Jeremy, you're on the air. Hi, Marty. I, it's an honor to talk to you. I've been a, a huge fan of yours. Um, I know you hear that a lot, but you truly are amazing. Thank your, you. Uh, son, your son is as, as well. Thank you. What I worry about with the Cincinnati Reds is the um, two previous seasons, not last year, but we were a trade away or um, a left fielder away. Um, we were just a, a trade away from um, going to probably the World Series, and they just didn't pull the trigger. And I just want to know if if they plan on this year spending some money and uh, on the um, player on players and getting some, um, you know, old, you know, older talent here. Tom. Well, I, I'm going to really disagree with you, uh, Jeremy, about uh, the Reds not making that trade when they had the nice run. Look, in 2012, they had the best team in the National League. There is no doubt in my mind. They won the first two games of a division series in San Francisco. Bad luck, albeit Cueto got hurt. Having said that, you're coming back home for three in a row against a team. You're up two games to none. you got to win one game. That didn't have anything to do with a trade that made or wasn't made, or a left fielder, or anything else. They coughed it up. End of story. And, you know, the following year, they go to the wild card. Dad, the bottom line is they got, to the, they got to the postseason three times. They have their chance with that group. It didn't happen. You cut bait. You move on, which is what they've done. They're not going to spend the kind of money he's referring to moving forward. And you're trying to build a thing from the ground up again. Period. All right, and, and do you see Brian Price being uh, here in three and when the team is ready and has the talent, do you think Brian Price will be the guy? Well, I think Brian Price has got to get off to a real good start next year. I mean, they gave him a one-year contract extension with a club option for 2018. I don't think this club can stumble or stumble badly next year. If that happens, I could well see Brian Price not survive next season. Before we go, is this the kind of music you play around the house at night? Turn that up a little bit. Darn right. I'm a big hip-hop fan, man. I am all over it. So when you and Amanda are hanging out in the home front and sit a little Sinatra or a little James Taylor, you've got this on in the house. I do that, and I bow to my wife's wishes because she (laughs) loves this kind of music. 
We're done here. We thank all of you for being here with us tonight. Join us again next Wednesday night for another edition of the Red Hot Stove League. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.